Are you happy in your business? Now, I have had my share of emotional ups and downs in my 20 years of being a solo entrepreneur coach. And the patterns I've seen in myself and in my clients is that those downs are usually when I was personally feeling unfulfilled. Sometimes it was because a launch that flopped and sometimes it was just life and had nothing to do with business. But those ups, oh boy, those are the times when I was feeling my most authentic and completely aligned to my purpose or when I just felt like I was rocking that work-life balance. I would be thinking, I could do this all day long and never feel tired. One of my loves is sharing what works for me and what has been working for my clients to achieve this very feeling, full of passion, happiness, peace, and freedom. So I decided to create a private podcast for coaches. Maybe you just want to develop better communication skills that boosts engagement, leads to better results, and makes you feel like you're actually making a difference in the lives of the people you serve. Then you're invited too. We talk about this and more in the UBU private podcast for coaches. Whether you're a mentor, a parent, or run a client-focused business, coaching skills benefit everyone and anyone who wants to communicate in a way that builds relationships. Fall in love with your life and business again. Click the link in the show notes for your invitation to join us right now. Then come back and enjoy this episode. How does knowing your personality help you become a better coach? In today's episode, health coach Veronica Coons shares how she was able to make a simple shift that helps her empower her clients instead of enabling them. Now, despite a little canine interruption, this conversation packs a punch with topics like what's up with nature versus nurture when you're looking at your type, and we make a very interesting comparison between Myers-Briggs and the Enneagram, and even with myself, how my own blind spots can show up even when I know better. So let's go ahead and get started. It's time to stop comparing yourself to others and plug in to what is uniquely you. Welcome to Unbox Your Personality, the podcast for coaches, parents, and mentors like you who understand that your happiness makes you more effective at what you do, bringing out the best in others. I'm Jen Higgins, personality strategist and Enneagram fluff remover. Get laser focused on who you are and who you aren't, so you're free to make the impact you were born to make. And have fun doing it. Your personality is your business. So let's get down to business. Hi, Veronica. How are you doing? Good. Hi, Jen. I'm happy to be here with you. Can you tell the listeners who Veronica Coons is and what you believe in and how you serve your people with that belief? Okay. So um, we connected over, you know, I found you on an Enneagram group. And I, I am a health coach. Um, I've not always been a health coach, but that's what I do now. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I'm a daughter, you know, many roles that all of us play and many women play. Um, but I really, um, believe in the, in the good of people (laughs) and that everyone can kind of be their best, their best self. And I think that, you know, comes with, 
with the health territory, they can be their best in their health, but I think also the best mental and, you know, mentally balanced version of themselves. I think that's where I encountered the Enneagram um, the most, and it's kind of how I try have tried to utilize it. Um, so I think, you know, the more we know about ourselves, um, we can help serve others better and as well as being kind of more attuned to um, the tendencies of others or the needs of others, um, we can help them. Um, yeah, so that's kind of a little bit about me. I'm very, I'm a very um, diverse background kind of person, even if I might not look like it. Um, but I grew up in Germany. My mom is from the Czech Republic. My dad is from Chile and half German and Jewish background. I mean, all over the world. And then we, I grew up in Germany and then I ventured out to study in the States and somehow got stuck there. And my husband is American. I met him there. My professional career before health coaching, corporate career and all that jazz has been in the States. So I've lived a very um, kind of transatlantic life. And we also then for my husband's job lived in South Africa and then we've lived in Dubai and our children were born in different places. And now we are in Germany. So, and I think we always are kind of open and curious learners to try new things. And um, I think that's reflected in, in who I am and what I believe in is also being open and curious and learning. And that's why I'm putting myself in a situation like this. I'm doing a podcast interview. <laughs> well, I love it. I love, that's kind of my fantasy life, just that nomadic life of roaming around. <laughs> and it's very counter to me. I love security and structure in a way. But then I also, like, after a while of routine, I, I get the itch of, like, needing to change it up. And then when I've changed it up, then it's like, oh, no, I want my, you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's true. I, I agree with that. Um, my husband and I have been talking about, because my children are teenagers, and so we're empty nesting planning, I guess, <laughs> of what what it's going to look like. Are we going to sell our house? Are we going to travel? And I was like, what if we just Airbnb'd everywhere? <laughs> I love the idea of it, but like you, sometimes I feel like I, I want a home base, just like a place mm -hmm. to go to that isn't going to change. Almost yeah. um, to have that little piece of nostalgia that I forget sometimes to have. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's really cool. So how did you transition from, what did you do in your corporate corporate life? Yeah, so also a little bit varied, but I'm pretty much um, started in marketing um, did a lot of franchise and restaurant marketing. And then, you know, as marketing, marketing industry kind of changed everything, you know, went a little bit more towards, you know, online marketing, e-marketing, like, you know, all the socials and all the stuff that's normal now for anybody in the marketing industry. But I was pretty much, I remember like I launched Facebook for the first brand that I worked for. Like I launched their Facebook page saying I'm dating myself, but that's, that's when businesses were like getting, Ooh, like a business has a Facebook page, you know, and a Twitter and, and the socials and stuff like that. And so um, I kind of witnessed that transition a little bit. And then I worked kind of an e-marketing e-commerce for, um, Franklin Covey, other businesses. And then, um, and then I did another jump to um, retail planning and analysis and forecasting and, and um, work for Macy's, um, their regional office in Salt Lake City, and, um, and then later for Francesca's collections and their headquarters in Houston. Um, so kind of more in the fashion, merchandising, retail, um, creating 
more with numbers, the plans and stuff like that. So that was all my kind of corporate career and background. But then once I had kids, um, that was when we moved to South Africa and I just could do only kind of, you know, some contract um, in small projects. I couldn't work there because I didn't have a work permit. My husband had it for his job, but I didn't. And, you know, I was expecting, so I was just doing some some small individual projects, but nothing major. And, and then I was like kind of stuck in the momming world. You know, my, my kids are only three and five. So I was really in that baby toddler phase for those first few years. And then just always had a passion for health and fitness and got into health coaching through a friend and through, you know, changing my own lifestyle. And that's been kind of my main thing. I'm, I'm adding a, a other coaching certification as an eating order um, recovery coach right now. That's my latest kind of, you know, being a health coach, I do want to make sure that if people want to get to a healthy weight, they do it, um, in a healthy way and for healthy reasons, also mental healthy reasons, um, that their mind is actually healthy. Um, so being able to recognize, you know, possible underlying eating disorder tendencies and things like that were important to me because I wanted to make sure I am aware when people can actually, when I need to maybe transfer somebody to more, you know, somebody more experienced who can help them. I haven't had that happen yet, but I've had potential clients where I was asking myself, wow, would I even take this person as a client? Because there's a lot of red flags, a lot of warning signs. Um, So that's why I wanted to add that layer into my business, into my offering so that I'm truly serving people like from multiple angles um, in their health more holistically. Mm. I love that. And, and when we first met, you were looking at adding Enneagram to your coaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still playing with that. Maybe your class. So, because I do think that tells people so much, you know, about themselves and, and what, um, you know, and who they are and what their tendencies are. And it's just, you know, it's very eye-opening. It is. So when did you first hear about the Enneagram? So I first heard about it um, a while back, kind of in the corporate career life, um, when a lot of businesses do like the 13 personality, you know, the 16 personalities or Myers-Briggs and stuff like that. And then actually, I think on a Tim Ferriss podcast, he had mentioned the Enneagram. And so I looked that up back then. Um, and kind of just lumped it with that. I was like, oh, that's just kind of like a Myers-Briggs or this or that. And um, I, I later with a therapist revisited it and she suggested to take um, the test at the Enneagram Institute. I know the tests aren't, you know, the sure way to type yourself, but um, I think it, it was interesting to do it. And then I, a couple of years later, as I heard more about, as I kind of listened to more podcasts and was more interested, I actually read a whole book about it. And then um, since then, you know, that, that has kind of reading the actual book um, and listening to an interview with the founder of the Enneagram Institute, um, I think were kind of the main things where, when I, when I thought, oh, maybe I want, want to do something like that. And actually my, my neighbor here in Germany, she's studying to be an Enneagram coach. And I think she's one of the very, very few here in Germany, because there's, it's not as, I mean, I know it's not super widely known even in the States, but, but here it's definitely much more in the infancy stages. Mm-hmm.
Are you feeling a bit disappointed that you haven't finished that project yet? Are the kids' schedules impacting your business? Or are the demands of your business affecting your relationships at home? Maybe you need a magic formula for that work-life balance before your fire gets so dim or it completely burns out. I've been there. There was a point in my life where I was juggling two businesses and homeschooling and had personal health issues. There was barely time to even connect with myself, much less connect with my husband. When I was finally officially diagnosed with ADHD, I felt like that explained everything. I had a new perspective and started approaching things in a new way. So I created a guide containing 20 tips that I personally use, and they have worked for me for helping me stay on course with my goals. Now you might not have ADHD, but I bet you can relate to having a million distractions during the day. So if you're ready to stop procrastinating or stop being hard on yourself for missing yet another deadline, self-imposed or not, go ahead and download the guide at powercoachgen.com. If you just find one tip from the list that helps you move forward today, you will be so glad you took the time to read it. Go to powercoachgen.com and download the guide right now. So if you compared it to Myers-Briggs, why are you drawn more towards the Enneagram than other personality tools? I think because a lot of those, you answer them more as like your work personality. And, you know, it's like, it's like done for, I want to be able to communicate with you efficiently at work. You know, I want to know what are your weaknesses? What are your strengths? Are you detail oriented? Are you this? Are you that? You know, so I can kind of like counter for this or like, I, it's more like, how can I manage you the best, <laughs> you know, a little bit in the, when you do it in a corporate setting. And um, so the Enneagram, I felt more, I don't know, that it has more of a mystical quality and it's been just so um, around for so long. Um, and I like that it doesn't box you as much, especially you were working on that, you know, like when you were talking about like all the colors, you know, there can be so many colors that can be made you know, and, and we all have some of those tendencies in us, you know, it's just like, what is your dominant number or trait, you know, and um, so I, I like that. And I just felt like there was so much accuracy in it. You know, it's kind of like, scary sometimes to right. just be like, wow, how, how can this fit so well, you know, so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think what, because I, I studied Myers-Briggs, I studied DISC, so I, I find value in other tools. In my opinion, what sets it apart is that the Enneagram explains patterns. Hmm. It explains the pattern, and our personality are patterns of behaviors. We're, when I first took the Myers-Briggs, when I was in corporate, I was an ESTJ, and now when I take it consistently, I'm an INFJ. So it's, it's like, did my personality change? No, I'm just in a different setting. Uh, you know, I work from home now. <laughs> I, I am my own boss. I'm not trying to impress other bosses or managers or um, whatnot. Hold on one second. I think my dog needs to go outside. <laughs> Sorry about that. I or actually have a question for you. 
okay. if that's okay. Yeah. Um, so when I, I, I gifted my, my mother-in-law a book about the Enneagram and we kind of, my husband and I, we both like it or interested in it and shared it with her. And she brought up the question, like this kind of nature versus nurture. She's like, wouldn't you, isn't it impossible for somebody to just be a certain, like be a certain way? Isn't it always your surroundings? Especially when we say sometimes a country, like certain countries or, or cultures have like a dominant number. Aren't you always influenced by your um, nurture, like by your surroundings? Like, what is your take on that? Like, how much is the outside? How much is like predetermined in you? I, I'm glad you asked that. Um, our Enneagram number doesn't change because our Enneagram number is based off of our motivations, not mm -hmm. our behaviors. And those motivations explain our pattern of behaviors but we're all going to be different. So if you put, I'm a seven, if you put a bunch of sevens in a room, we're all going to be different because we have different experiences. We have different values. We have different upbringings. We live in different countries. We have all these overlays. We may have been affected by trauma. We may not have been affected by trauma. And so depending on our level of health and when we are in stress and when we are in security, then our behaviors are going to look different because it's a continuum. Okay. And so um, as far as nature goes, we are gifted at birth with a inclination, a potential, a grain of sand. If you use my oyster analogy, where um, we, we have this grain of sand that early on irritated us and we coated it and coated it and coated it with mother of pearl until we had this beautiful pearl and the pearl, the mother of pearl is our behaviors is what we can see on the outside mm -hmm. is what our coping strategies of, of our personality to deal with that grain of sand so that we would be more comfortable. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Totally. No, that, that I love the motivation versus behavior, like what we are motivated by. Yeah. And that's really why taking a test is so hard. And I mean, even when I take a test and mm -hmm. I know better, like I know what I should be looking for, but because I'm a thinker, I can tend to overthink things. And um, just in a, a psychological manner, we can recall things through the pictures of our memories or our imagination. And so when you're reading these questions, even if they're stated in such a way to ask you about the why behind something, mm -hmm. if it says behavior, for example, do you like things to be neat and tidy? Mm -hmm. When I reflect on that, I'm going to imagine myself in all of the ways that I am neat and tidy or mm -hmm. in the ways that I'm not neat and tidy. And I'm going to answer accordingly to mm -hmm. that behavior. And because it's a bot, because it's an online test, mm -hmm. there's not a human there to say, why? Or how do you define neat and tidy? Because we yeah. can all define it differently. So for a type one, neat and tidy is going to have a much stricter definition than for a type seven who yeah. might be like, well, if it's put away, yeah. <laughs> if it's put away, then that's neat and tidy. Doesn't necessarily have to be clean. Doesn't necessarily, you know, um, and that's just an example of one type seven and one type one, um, yeah. even within a type is going to be defined differently. It's going to be similar, but it's still going to be defined differently based off of experiences. Yeah. 
So that's why tests are, are really, really hard for the Enneagram. Yeah. I, it's not that I don't believe in personality assessments, um, just not for the Enneagram. It's mm -hmm. too hard. <laughs> yeah. That was a good question. So you did take a test. Mm -hmm. And what, if it's okay if I may ask, <laughs> what yeah. did the test say? Yeah, I think the test, I mean, I think it, it validated things I already knew about myself. And I think as I read the book and other things, you know, done, I still believe that it's the right typing. I, um, so I'm a two, I'm the, the helper. And then my second was, I think it was like two, six and nine. I think the six and nine can vary. You know, I can be, I can see some of the nine in myself. I can see some of the six sometimes, but definitely. Oh no, actually the, and then the three, I'm a two with a three wing. So I have the achiever wing, um, you know, two and three being right next to each other. Um, but I think that the two resonated with me because I, when I was reading the book and it was the negative tendencies or some of the more drastic statements, like that's where I really felt emotionally like hit or I was cringing or I was uncomfortable because I think that just hit home. If it's something that doesn't relate to me, I was not going to feel those emotions. Mm -hmm. You know, so an example was like, twos don't, um, cannot stand seeing other people suffer. And that very much related to me. I mean, that was just in the one book that I read, you know, so I'm sure there's different things, but that, you know, I've always tried to explain to my husband, I'm like, I don't want to watch like documentaries about war or this or that, or like violent movies. And, and like, I know that even if it's like a violent movie, like, I know it's not real. I just like, I can't get it out of my head. It's like, makes me so uncomfortable. And, um, and when I read that statement, I was like, oh my gosh, that's why, you know, that's why I, I, you know, that's just my two, two, ten, my, you know, I guess my motivation is to help people and have them not suffer. <laughs> well, like, like you said, there's a little bit of all of the numbers in all of us. Um, yeah. And there are a lot of types that would agree with that sentiment mm -hmm. of, I don't want to see people suffer because yeah. what kind of human would we be, right? Yeah. What kind of human if we be, if, if, if we did not feel that tug of someone suffering? Um, and so that's where Enneagram coach would say, well, why? What is it about it that um, makes you uncomfortable? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, for me, if you're asking me that question, I think it's just the idea of humans, you know, if it's another human treating another human that way, you know, the idea that, that, that can even be possible, you know, like, or, um, maybe it's partly fear. Um, and yeah, those are what comes to mind first. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm not sure. I know you're taking my Enneagram, Enneagram, mm -hmm. Um, secrets to Enneagram typing mini course right now. So I'm excited for you to get to the part where I'm talking about triads and really understanding. You mean the heart, the mind, and the. Yes. And the triad traits that are associated yeah. with each of those, um, because there's a, the primary motivation for the heart types, the green, mm -hmm. what I call the green types is shame and the primary emotional motivator for the blue types is fear. 
and mm-hmm. for the red types is anger. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so a two does like to help. There's emotion, an emotional need around the help, and it's a it's a primary driver. So other types that can be mistyped as a two because of that helper label, mm-hmm. because we all want to help. Yeah. But if we type ourselves based off of the labels, we can get confused a little bit, right? Because mm-hmm. every time I want to help, but I'm not a type two. Um, is I've used the example of volunteering. Mm-hmm. Like every personality, you'll find every personality type at a, a race volunteering, <laughs> for example. Um, but the reason why they do it is different. So it would be just t- taking a look at that. A lot of types that mistype with a two are sixes, are nines, which are the ones that you mm-hmm. uh, you noted. Um, and actually, I've been I've been typed as a two by a test. So, okay. and I'm not a two, and it's it's because of the behaviors. It's taken me so long to really understand the difference between a motivation and a behavior, mm-hmm. because. The more someone asks me why, I'll say something and then I'll realize, no, that's a behavior also. Oh, yeah. That's a behavior also. Um, And so it's really getting down to those core motivations to keep asking why and keep asking why until you get to something that, like you'll feel the light bulb go off. Um, It's either going to be a core fear, it's going to be a core desire, something that you want to go toward or something that you want to repel. So for example, for a type seven, one of the things that I don't want to do is to be trapped in pain and negative emotions. Mm -hmm. And it triggers a fear response in me because I'm one of those blue types. Mm -hmm. And so um, I would help because it's sad. Yeah. <laughs> I would want to help someone and I wouldn't want to be trapped in a negative situation. And so then I would go help someone to help them get untrapped from that mm-hmm. negative situation. And it yeah. all boils down to that fear of being trapped, a fear of being deprived. With the two, isn't it like that a lot of, um, you know, they're like the way they feel loved is by, you know, they, they help others or they, you know, do, do things for others or whatever asked or not asked. Um, and that's kind of where they get their validation. And as they get that, you know, because they think they, they are not lovable, like just, just baseline self, like, isn't, isn't that part of the, um, the motivation is to do these things for people to, to actually receive love. It is. Um, the only difference is that it is a fixation for the two. So it's like, uh, it is what they think about all the time. Yeah. And I think what the Enneagram has really done for me is to actually loosen of that. Mm-hmm. And um, I think when you see those tendencies kind of, or, you know, you see it written out in the Enneagram and it's amplified, it allows you to take a step back and say, okay, like, yes, I have done this before, or yes, I've been like the martyr before with it's more like an unhealthy thing that a two does. But now, when I've neglected my my needs, you know, um, and so um, it has actually helped me to um, be more aware of my needs, ask myself if this is something that I'm respecting, you know, want anything in return of, and 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 know that that I can just be who I am, and people, you know, the people that love me love me, regardless of if I do this for them or do that for them or. Um, and I think that's also in my work, you know, working with clients and being a health coach, you know, there is 
there is such a term as like a hero coach, like where you, which is not, not the, mo the best thing for a client where you try to solve everything for them. You're trying to do it for them, which actually their journey is to learn it themselves. So me knowing about these tendencies in myself, that if I, you know, if I just let myself be completely unaware, um, I might just try to hero coach somebody um, and be like, you know, they might ask me a question, you know, a client today asked me a question about a restaurant and, you know, if she should, um, if she should send me the menu and instead of having her send me the menu and me being like, oh, you should order this this way. I just said, well, what do you think you should order? You know, so that she's actually learning it and then validating it and, you know, kind of guiding her instead of doing it for her, um, you know, and even or even realizing that if somebody isn't doing, you know, what, what they set out to do, that I have to let that go at some point. Mm -hmm. And I cannot like just want it more for them or, you know, I have to realize kind of that balance between what they they are coming to the table with and what um their their motivation is and their role and their part and kind of I'm just there to walk alongside them not to do it for them and that that was very valuable in my profession to know that about myself um, with learning about the Enneagram yeah that's great that's beautiful really <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah so I, I just started following you on <laughs> Instagram and I, I like how you're like exercising and stuff that's very motivating. It's motivating for me because, oh, thank you. <laughs> because I do exercise, but I'm not sure I could video myself. So that's very impressive. <laughs> Kudos to you for doing that. So what kind of people come to you for their health, health coaching? You know, it's really all kind of people. I mean, that, that I think that, so my program is not one size fits all. So, you know, I always do a health assessment. So it depends on, you know, what their goals are and what their health possible health conditions or kind of current health baseline is to what, what plan would work for them. But so I guess there's a few buckets, you know, there's definitely, I definitely have a lot of moms, you know, baby weight and just, just, or like older, like not older, like moms, you know, anything from babies to even teenagers where it's like, gosh, I've just, I haven't focused on myself, you know, like I focused on everyone else, nurturing everyone else. And now all of a sudden my metabolism isn't the working that it used to or this or that or quarantine 15, this whole, I mean, this whole pandemic has not, you know, there's other health risks and health implications with this pandemic, mental and physical as well, you know, so I think we only know down the road, the long-term effects of all of this. But um, so people, you know, who realized, wow, like in this pandemic, I've gained weight, that could be anybody, you know, men, women, you know, I have through my workout community. So the workouts you've seen me do, it's like a certain method of workout. Um, those women already are very, let's say, attuned to their health or already have started a health journey with exercise. And they're just kind of mi missing that nutritional component. And they want a bit more structure and community and accountability with their nutrition and their, and kind of maybe the mental, getting over the mental hurdles and um, concepts they might have about themselves or about food. And then a lot of the times it's just like, you know, I'm helping somebody and then they say, one of their friends says, oh my gosh, what are you doing? You know, you, you, to, you know, and then they sent their friend to me. And so it just kind of like spirals that way. Do they need to be in Germany? 
Nope, nope, not at all. Actually, my business is pretty much US based. I mean, I do have some military based clients here in Germany. But yeah, right now, my company that I partner with is based in the US. So all my clients are based in the US. And that's where um, our products ship and everything. Oh, so if the listeners want to get in touch with you, follow you, where can they find you online? Yeah, the best is to just follow me on Instagram at Veronica underscore health life. Or you can find me on Facebook under my name, Veronica Coons. Um, I have a Calendly link in my Instagram page. So if you want to schedule a free health assessment, you just click on the link in my Instagram and you can schedule yourself a time for us to connect over the phone. That sounds great. So if you guys want to be inspired by your health, by a very qualified coach, contact Veronica Coons. Thank you so much, Veronica. Thank you so much, Jen. Thank you for giving me the platform and the opportunity. And I always learn from you and hopefully we'll be doing other things together. Absolutely. It'll be a great collaboration. Thank you. In the after party, Veronica and I continue to explore type two, three, six, and nine. And how excited she is to finish the mini course, Secrets to Enneagram Typing. Now, she is currently identifying with the type two. And even if it turns out that that isn't her core type, just the mere act of unboxing her personality has already paid off for her and her business. Now, if you caught her mentioning getting certified as an Enneagram coach and then referred to my course and was wondering, what is this deliciousness that she speaks of and why haven't I heard about it yet? Well, it is true. My business programs are launching in beta this week on May 5th, and they are designed to help business owners and community leaders and educators learn a unique methodology of applying the Enneagram to your leadership skills for content creation and marketing and coaching. Now it's sold out for this round, but if you want more information or would like to be put on the waiting list for the next offering, go ahead and click on unboxuniversity.com slash waitlist to get on that email list. And when you're on that list, you're gonna get updates for the next dates that I'm offering it, plus special insider knowledge and secret offers just for you who are on the list. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and remember, when you unbox yourself, you unleash your power. Thank you for listening, subscribing, and reviewing the Unbox Your Personality podcast. To learn more about yourself, go to powercoachgen.com. Find out how you are different so you can make your difference.